0: Story 17 of The Stories Polly Pepper Told. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ruhi Huck. The Stories Polly Pepper Told to the Five Little Peppers in the Little Brown House by Margaret Sidney. Story 17. Phronsie Pepper's New Shoes. It was such hard work to make the fire burn that morning, said polly. Something was the matter with the old stove worse than usual. The big cracks seemed bigger than ever, although Ben had stuffed them up with putty the week before and-what had he stuffed them up for demanded little Dick, plunging into the center of the group. Hush! said Van, laying a violent hand on his jacket. Do be still. You crowd so, and ask questions i don't crouch so and ask questions said little dick tartly and he turned a very red face to polly what did he do so for polly why we were very poor you know said polly and the old stove was ill-tired out it had been baking so long oh for years and years and it had big holes and cracks come in it that let the air through and then that put the fire out oh said little dick we weren't so poor said joel uneasily who never could bear to be pitied no not when our ships came in said ben soberly but his eyes twinkled at which polly laughed merrily oh dear me she cried wiping her eyes joel's ships were always coming in what do you mean polly pepper you say so many funny things what were joel's ships and when did they come in now see here said jasper if you ask so many questions polly can never get to the story how phronsie got her new shoes and to think how you three chaps have been teasing her to tell it if i were polly i wouldn't give you a single scrap of it but polly tossed him a bright smile over her shoulder and dashed off again as fast as she could you see boys when the putty that ben had stuffed into the old stove tumbled out that morning i was just going to put my pans of bread into the oven think of that oh dear me exclaimed the whitney boys well there wasn't any more putty oh i forgot to tell you that ben was away at his work so he couldn't fix it and besides there wasn't any why didn't you take some cotton wool cried van dear me exclaimed polly with a little laugh we never had cotton wool that would have been splendid most as good as having a new stove but sometimes davy used to give us a boot-top and-a boot-top cried both of the whitney boys together yes when anybody gave him an old boot-top he'd save it for the stove the bits of leather stuffed it up just finely and-i'd have given a boot-top too if i'd had it said joel grimly and his chubby face lengthened oh joel was splendid too said polly turning a radiant face on him he gave things too and helped to do the stuffing i don't know what i should ever have done in all this world without those two boys and she beamed at them well i must hurry or you never will hear about phronsie's new shoes oh where was i why you were stuffing up the old stove to make it burn said all the whitney boys together don't you know polly pepper oh yes well and i was in the midst of it when phronsie came out of the bedroom and said oh i am so hungry polly dear me and there i was my hands were just as black as could be and Joel and david were away you know and so phronsie begged to go to the provision room herself to the bread-pail that always hung under the steps and i told her she might well when she went along said polly hurrying over this part of it as she thought she saw phronsie's head drop, droop a bit she took the big bread knife out of the cupboard she thought you know it would help me and the first thing anybody knew down she rolled over those dreadful old rickety steps every one in the group sat perfectly still as if not daring to breathe and little dick threw his arms around phronsie while his mouth worked dreadfully as he tried not to cry and i cut my thumb said phronsie holding it up well said polly hurrying on it was only her thumb she cut but how did she scare me i don't know how i ever got down over those stairs and there she was in a little heap at the bottom and that dreadful old bread-knife lying down on the floor a little way off oh dear me i can't bear to think of it even now and there was little dabs of blood on her pink apron and all over her face but she said it was only her thumb. Yes, said Phronsie gravely, it was only my thumb. And so it was surely, and I soon found out, said Polly, drawing a long breath. Well, we soon got Phronsie upstairs, all right. Yes, said Joel, and the first thing Polly did, she said to the old stove, Oh, you old naughty thing. Now think what you've done this morning. That's what she told us. And then I had to get some cord plaster to stick the cut together with, said Polly. So Phronsie sat in Mamsie's old rocking chair, while I ran over to Grandma Bascom's for it, and for you know, of course, that if any of us got into any trouble, why the first thing we did was to get into Mamsie's chair if she wasn't home. Phronsie put one soft little hand on Mother and patted it. And she had cake, said Jewel mamsie's chair and a piece of cake too yes there was a piece that had been given mamsie and we were saving it up for a treat that we were to have had that very night but when phronsie got hurt why of course she must have it well i thought grandma bascom never would find that court-plaster she wanted so to hear all about how phronsie got hurt in the first place and then she didn't know where she had put in the court-plaster and oh dear me i thought i should fly to think of poor phronsie curled up in the big chair waiting for me but at last grandma found it in the cupboard drawer and she cut off a piece and then it wasn't a minute or two and the cut was stuck together and tied up in an old handkerchief and phronsie's pink apron was taken off and she had a clean one on and i brushed her curls and everything was getting all right again and then yes said polly hurrying on it was only her thumb she cut but how it did scare me i don't know how i ever got down over those stairs and there she was in a little heap at the bottom and that dreadful old bread knife lying down on the floor a little way off oh dear me i can't bear to think of it even now and there were little dabs of blood on her pink apron and all over her face but she said it was only her thumb. Yes, said Phronsie gravely, it was only my thumb. And so it was surely as I soon found out, said Polly, drawing a long breath. Well, we soon got Phronsie upstairs, all right. Yes, said Joel, and the first thing Polly did, she said to the old stove, Oh, you naughty little thing, now think what you've done this morning, that's what she told us. And then I had to get some court blaster to stick the cut together with, said Polly. So Phronsie sat in Mamsie's old rocking chair while I ran over to Grandma Bascom's for it. For you know, of course, that if any of us got into any trouble, why, the first thing we did was to get into Mamsie's chair if she wasn't home. Phronsie put one soft little hand on Mother Pepper's lap and patted it. And she had cake, said Joel mamsie's chair and a piece of cake too yes there was a piece that had been given to mamsie and we were saving it up for a treat that we were to have that very night but when phronsie got hurt why of course she must have it well i thought grandma bascom never would find that cord plaster. she wanted so to hear all about how phronsie got hurt in the first place and then she didn't know where she had put the cord plaster and oh dear me i thought i should fly to think of poor phronsie curled up in the big chair waiting for me but at last grandma found it in the cupboard drawer and she cut off a piece and then it wasn't but a minute or two and the cut was stuck together and tied up in an old handkerchief and phronsie's pink apron was taken off and she had a clean one on and i brushed her curls and everything was getting all right again and then in popped ben and i showed them my thumb said phronsie with an important air yes and polly took off the handkerchief but she wouldn't let us speak under the cord plaster said david well i guess not said polly and then she told us lots and lots of stories said joel oh and will you tell them to us polly pepper when you get through about phronsie's new shoes begged the whitney boys all together no not to-day said polly i will some other time maybe they've got to be lots and lots of them declared all three together well do let polly finish this one first cried jasper father can't you stop these chaps from interrupting her every minute appealing to old mr king instead of this the old gentleman leaned back in his chair and laughed so long and so heartily that every one in the room joined and when they sobered down polly was saying and then mamsie came home and everything was all right and mamsie said i could have my new shoes all to myself shoes declared phronsie very much excited and sitting very straight in old mr king's lap she did grandpapa so she did assented the old gentleman bowing his stately head gravely that's nothing, said Percy Whitney in a dissatisfied way. To have a pair of shoes given you, why didn't they give you something better than that? Phronsie's eyes opened very wide. I've never had a pair hold mine before, she said simply. Never had a pair of shoes before, screamed Percy and Van together, while little Dick made a big O of his mouth in utter astonishment. Jasper leaned forward and tried to pull all three jackets together. Gently, boys, said Mrs. Whitney, laying a soft hand on the shoulder nearest to her. Don't you understand, said Polly, that we were very poor, very poor indeed, and Phronsie never had a pair of shoes all to herself before. The Whitney boys had no words to offer at that, but sat quite speechless, and Mamsie had promised them just as soon as she could get the money and i never had any new shoes said phronsie shaking her yellow head no i never did and one day i heard her asking seraphina her doll do you suppose i'll ever get my new shoes not till i get to be a big woman i guess and did you say yes mrs pepper did you did you cried van jumping out of the centre of the group to precipitate himself at mother pepper's elbow yes i did said mrs pepper smiling at him and i thought seeing phronsie had got hurt it was just the right time for those new shoes to be bought she did she did say yes proclaimed Van, flying back again as if bearing a wholly new fact and i should say so too declared old mr king positively and gathering phronsie up closely in his arms again well and so it was all really and truly as phronsie said settled ran on polly once more and now just think phronsie was to have her new shoes and all to herself it was impossible to describe the effect of this announcement on her auditors as polly made this statement most impressively and she rushed on and ben was to run over and ask deacon brown if we couldn't have his green wagon and and we were to sit in behind shouted joel dave and me oh glang didn't we have fun though cracking an imaginary whip oh dear me exclaimed van discontentedly and rolling over on the library rug why couldn't we ever have lived in a little brown house and sat behind in a green wagon mamma screamed little dick with cheeks all aflame and plunging up to mrs whitney's side can't we can't we what dear asked mrs whitney Sit behind in a green wagon, can't we, Mamma? Just like Polly and Phronsie and, ha ha! Polly and Phronsie didn't sit in behind. Shouted Joel. They sat on the seat with Ben, Dave, and me. Sat. I sat with Polly and Benzy. Announced Phronsie, clasping her hands in delight and drawing a long sigh of satisfaction. And I couldn't see the horse. And we were going to get red-topped shoes. Yes, she wanted them. Said Ben, nodding to the others oh it just scared me for i was afraid we couldn't get them but we did declared phronsie shaking her yellow head positively oh beautiful and red-topped ones, grandpapa and she turned to him confidently bless your heart exclaimed old mr king suddenly and patting her little hands so you did dear me yes to be sure well it was such a time to get phronsie ready the next day said polly with a long sigh dear me i thought i never should get through and then she had to sit in her little chair and wait for the rest of us and for ben to bring the horse and the green wagon from deacon brown's oh and we were so afraid it would rain just suppose it had and she brought up suddenly at the direful prospect and did it did it rain cried percy anxiously pulling her sleeve no it was clear as a bell said polly Oh, you can't think how beautiful that day was. Seems to me I never saw the sun shine any brighter. It was just as if it were made for us. And Mamsie stood on the doorstep to see us go. And the last thing she said was, Be sure not to get them rights and lefts. They'll wear longer. And get them plenty broad. And I had her purse with the money in it. And Joe and David were just dreadful, said Ben, as Polly stopped a minute to take breath they dangled their legs out the back of the wagon and they screamed and made an awful racket and we couldn't keep them still they scared the old horse most to death well we wouldn't go unless he was scared said joel wouldn't we dave no laughed davy and then ben said he'd turn around and drive home again if we didn't stop so that scared us and then polly thought she'd lost mamsie's purse with all the money in it and that was worse than ever yes said polly with a long breath how frightened we all were that was perfectly dreadful but she didn't lose it polly didn't cried phronsie shaking her yellow head positively at them all no she truly didn't and i had my new shoes and they were red-topped ones she brought up triumphantly yes said ben that was the hardest part of it all Phronsie wanted red-topped ones, and that scared Polly and me dreadfully, for there was only a little bit of a chance that Mr. Breeb would have any, you know. And? But he did, interrupted Phronsie eagerly, and leaning forward to look into old Mr. King's face. My dear Mr. Beeb did have red-topped shoes. He did, Grandpapa. The only answer the old gentleman gave was to clasp her closer to his breast, while Polly hurried on. Well, such a time! as we had getting into old mr beebe's shop she cried holding up both hands dear me i thought we never should begin to try on those shoes and there were oh so many shoes cried phronsie clasping her hands hanging up in the window And, yes and rubber boots broke in Joel. i always wanted them dave and i did but we never got them he added under his breath yes just lots and lots of shoes polly was saying but that wasn't anything to the ones inside why they hung up all around the shop just every place a shoe could hang oh and there were ever so many in boxes too and old mr Beeb keep pulling out one after another and he had them tucked under the shelves and everywhere else and it did smell so nice and lovely of beautiful leather she sighed in delight at the remembrance tell about the pink and white sticks polly begged davy gently pulling at her sleeve and the doughnuts said joel i liked them best well i didn't said david decidedly i liked the pink and white sticks best so did i said joel when i was eating them but the doughnuts lasted longer so i liked those best and of course we couldn't get rights and lefts said polly because you know mamsie told us they wouldn't wear as good so it seemed as if we could get phronsie fitted in all this world and i couldn't see any red top shoes in all that shop. Declared ben to the group hanging on every word although i walked around and around and stared at everything with all my eyes oh dear me exclaimed all the auditors in great distress no i couldn't and i was just going to give it up and make up my mind to go home without getting phronsie any when don't you think old mr beebe said you tell them polly what he said said ben stopped quite tired out no you tell said polly delighted to get ben to talking and she leaned back and folded her hands restfully well he said began ben seeing that polly was not really to tell it i made a pair once for the squire's little daughter down to the point but her ma didn't take them cause they were too small well you can just think how we didn't dare breathe for fear they wouldn't fit but they did cried phronsie greatly excited my dear mr b made them fit me he did yes said ben drawing a long breath on the shoe went just as nice and he buttoned it up and snug as it could be and he said but perhaps you'll object to em cause they're red-topped just think of that the whitney boy screamed right out at this stage of affairs and when jasper shared in the general excitement until phronsie's red-topped shoes seemed to be the same little specks of color before their eyes as when she danced around the old kitchen to show them to mrs pepper well now said old mr king at last in a lull we must let polly tell the rest of it go on polly my girl what next well then phronsie had to get off from the little wooden chair old mr beebe made her sit down in and stamp in the red-topped shoes real hard to see if they really were a good fit and then i paid him out the money in mamsie's purse and he rolled up the old ones in a newspaper and then he gave her don't you think the most beautiful button hook? oh you can't think it shone just like silver and was it silver demanded van who seeing the story on the vein, was jealous of every bit of statistic by which to spin it out was it really silver polly pepper Shh, be still van said jasper in a little nudge polly cannot possibly get on if you interrupt her all the time no it wasn't really and truly silver said polly with a bright smile for jasper but it was just as good oh and then dear old mrs bean gave us another doughnut apiece out of the big stone pot and then we came out of the shop and climbed into the old green wagon and drove home and i had my new shoes on grandpapa announced Phronsie, turning to the old gentleman as if a wholly new fact were to be stated and they were red topped they were yes she kept sticking her feet out from under the shawl mamsie had told me to tuck her up in every minute to be sure the shoes were really there laughed polly oh dear such a time as i had to get her home and it was most night too she stuck them out just like this declared joel running out his feet spasmodically regardless of his neighbors look out joe said ben and keep your feet to yourself goodness me there's some difference between them and phronsie's i think she put them out like this said little davy making gentle thrusts with his shoes and she didn't knock folks over well i don't care declared joel putting in his feet as suddenly as he had sent them out the doughnuts were good anyway bearing off to safe ground so they were said ben smacking his lips and it was nice to get home to mother said polly with dancing eyes and she had two candles lighted in the kitchen i didn't know when she had more than one at a time before and she said she couldn't have done better about phronsie's shoes if she had gone herself i always remembered that and polly turned a beaming face over at mother pepper busy darning the whitney boys stockings mrs pepper looked up and sent her a bright smile in return and said phronsie said she was going to take her shoes to bed with her ha <laughs> ha laughed the whitney boys jasper tried to pull all the three jackets but only succeeded in reaching van who was nearest be still can't you he said under his breath with a glance at phronsie sitting dewy-eyed and radiant in grandpapa's lap yes said polly dashing on quickly and what do you think i saw when i went to bed with Mamsie? what what cried the boys why phronsie in the trundle-bed one shoe was held tightly in her well hand and the other she couldn't hold it very well you know because of the cut thumb and there it was tumbled right down over her nose End of chapter seventeen